We're going to get to talk some baseball with pitcher Brandon Moore of the Chicago Cubs. Brandon, good morning. How are you? Yeah, good morning. So I want to take you back. My partner, I did the pre and the post game for the Cubs for the last 25 seasons. And my partner the last three years had some history with you. And I, I thought we might get you the other day. And I said to Jesse, I hope we get Brandon Morrow. He goes, you've got to ask him if he remembers what happened July 12, 2008. David DeJesus is at the plate. Walked me off in he uh, walked Kansas you City. Off. Yeah. He goes, I only hit 100 of those things. He said, but that was my first walk-off of my career at any level. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um I remember they got um, they got a guy on first. And there were two out. Yeah, there was two outs, and they got a guy on first base. Uh, oh, what was his name? He was he was really fast, like like one of those like a career pinch runner guys. One of the guys that you would you know keep on your roster just to run in the playoffs or uh-huh. something. Um, and they pinch ran him, and I didn't slide step ever back then, and. No, no, nothing to discredit David, hit, you know, the home or anything, but they gave me a slide step. <laughs> yep. And I hadn't slide stepped all year, and I slide stepped and missed my spot and trying, you know, didn't make a very good pitch, but credit to him. He got it. Walked me off. Yeah, you walked Billy Butler, and then they brought in the pinch runner. Shouldn't have walked Billy. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> there were two outs, and he hit it. He said, I kind of fist pumped a little too early, he told me. I saw Ichiro Suzuki go back to the wall. I'm like, oh, God, it's not leaving. And then it went out. I was like, okay, I'm good. So, anyway, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm all right. Um, Dealing with a calf? Yeah, a little calf. A little calf issue uh, bit me when I was running some sprints last week. But just another bump in the road. I mean, it'll uh, it'll slow me down, but, you know, not going to stop me. When you went to camp with the Dodgers, I don't think people realize this. You pitched in every game in the World Series. You went to camp on a minor league deal, and I believe yep. you were not there on opening day and then got yourself right and had a hell of a season. Is this similar, maybe? Um, a little different in, in the fact that I went into that 100% healthy. I, the, the surgery, my shoulder surgery, was an entire off-season removed, so I was a year and a half out of, out of a surgery. Um, and but but other than that, yeah, very similar. I didn't I didn't get up until the end of May, maybe like May twenty eighth. I think I got called up for the first time, um, and then they actually sent me back down. They made me made me sign a, a waiver to give them that last option because your, your options go away, you know, at five years. And they wanted that option. I came up. I think I threw seven scoreless. They sent me back down for ten days, and then then brought me back up for the rest. Yeah, some of that stuff's just procedural. Yeah, yeah, you know, they just you know. Clubs don't want to be handcuffed into having to keep you. Something happens, and you know they had a guy coming off the DL, so moves so, had to be made. Prior to your injury a couple seasons ago, you were throwing the crap out of the ball. I mean, dealing. Do you feel like you can get back to being that guy? Yeah, um, yeah as long as my arms cooperating. Right. You know, uh, I feel just as good as I ever have physically. You know, other other than that. Um, and things were coming along before before the little calf issue, so you know I'm no stranger to setbacks like that. Um, after the after the the slow start to my spring, though, you know probably wasn't going to break with the team anyway. So this kind of gives gives me a chance to back off and just kind of you know start from scratch a little bit with the arm and just build it up slow again. Do you notice a different vibe here? I mean, I've been around for a long time, and I remember the Joe vibe and. 
I look, he was the perfect guy when they won the World Series. It was great. I also think it was time for a change, more accountability, a different message. He's in a good place. The Cubs are in a good place. Do you notice a difference? Um, yeah, I think there's a little more energy and intensity in camp this year. And, and you know, regardless of, of who the personnel is, I think that's just, um, you know, part of getting in a new crew. And, and they're excited to, you know, to be putting the team together and, and having Rossi's out there great. He's got a lot of energy. I mean, so that that's obviously um, something you notice right away and, and his enthusiasm, and that's just going to transfer over, and, and we've been having a really enthusiastic and, and, you know, intense camp. Do you feel like there is a chance, I asked Theo this yesterday, I'm curious to get a player's perspective, that there is a chip on people's shoulder that, yes, they've had good success, but the last two years out in the wild card game, and then last year lose the last nine that, Hey, man, that's not who we are, and it's time for this stuff to stop right now. Yeah, any t- any team. You know, when you have success the way this team did in, in the three-, four-year stretch and then, you know, a little bit of a, of a down year and kind of a downturn, but um, personnel is all still the same. I think if you looked at every position individually without looking at last year or anything like that, you would say, you know, Chicago Cubs are in a great place to win the division without without looking at the past and we're just looking each each individual position and the talent there. As you look at the team, the fan base goes, God, we didn't make any moves again and we've got this issue and we could yeah, don't have extensions done. But then you look out and you go, Rizzo, Baez, Bryant, Schwarber, Contreras. You look at the pitching staff, there's a lot of talent there. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like you don't always have to make the big, big moves. Um, the core, the core is the same. The core is there. Those are the guys that that won you the championship mm-hmm. in in the clubhouse. That cohesiveness is still there. Um, you know, you can tell. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't spend one day in Chicago last year, but you can tell just walking in. The guys are, you know, the same. It's a family in there. Um, but then, like I said. And you pointed out, looking individually at each each position, the talent is is equal or above anybody in our division. And um, you know, the moves get the fans excited, but yep. you know, you don't always need it. And and uh, sometimes you need to play the season out a little bit, and then and then see where see you're at mid midway through. And work from there. Not not saying that we're in a position where we need to sell, but just see see where you're maybe weak at and and get some guys at that time. I I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Miracle on the hockey team. And in that movie, not in a long time actually, but yeah. But it's a great movie. And it in the movie, Herb Brooks like the first day has a list of 26 guys, and his assistant goes, "We got a week of this. What do you mean?" He goes, "You picked the team already. You're missing a lot of the best players." He goes, "I'm not looking for the best players. I'm looking for the right players." And I don't think fans sometimes understand what goes into the makeup. Like Cody Ross leading the Giants when they won the World Series, that wasn't like a huge move, but it was the right move. And that's my point. You've got to have the right guys, and if you've got a family, sometimes you can work through the things that you think you should have gotten a better player for. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, fans don't see what, what goes on in the clubhouse and, you know, kind of the um, personalities and, and the leadership that guys bring. Um, you know, there's definitely players that get a lot of flack 
on the team for maybe not living up to their contract. But, you know, number one, a guy like Jason Hayward is an incredible leader. And if you don't have a guy like that, and I wasn't there, but the stories that I've heard from Game 7 of that World Series and him stepping up and leading that team, then there probably wouldn't be any championship. But, you know, sometimes it's hard just to look past the numbers. Yeah, if you go back, and I did, I went back, looked through some of the articles. When David Ross first signed here, people are like, David Ross? He's hitting like 210. David Ross was an incredible leader that's led him to this moment. And, of course, he steps up in Game 7 and hits the home yeah. run and all of that. It's not always about the raw numbers. It's, there's, it's human beings. Right, yeah, and their ability to pull pull more out of the guy next to him and make those guys better. That, that's well said. So the other day, Rizzo, Bryant, Jesse Rogers, they're all mic'd up, and they're doing this, and Bryant said it's the most fun other than winning the title that I've ever had in a baseball game. Rizzo is talking to Jessica Mendoza, and he's like, oh, I think it's a fastball. I don't know. I, somebody <laughs> banged for me, and everyone started laughing. And as you go around, this is going on in every camp where guys are taking shots at the Astros. Do you think this will finally stop or, nope, it's going to keep going? No, yeah, those guys are going to get crushed all year. And they should. Yeah, deservedly. Yeah, I mean, they're going to go around the league and, and fans are going to let them have it. They're, they're going to be, you know, booed off the field everywhere they go, every time on and every time off. It's going to be rough for them for a while, I think, uh... Stuff that's that's gonna be that's gonna be tough for them, you know, going in and being the enemy everywhere rather than, you know, just it's gonna it's gonna start wearing on them for sure. I had said on the air, and I truly believe this. I don't think it'll ever happen. That if I was one of those guys that won a ring, that I believe the commissioner should have stripped and said, "Hey, we don't have a champion in seventeen because it wasn't a fair playing field. They cheated, and it's been proven, and it is what it is." That I would hope I would have the cojones to step up and say, "Okay." Our World Series share after taxes, whatever the number was, two hundred and fifty grand. I am donating that if I'm one of the multi multi million dollar guys. I'm donating that to cancer charity or battered women or whatever it is, and I'm auctioning off the ring because I don't feel like we really earned that, and that money's going to charity. Is that a naive, ridiculous take, or is that something? Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. Each each individual player, it's hard to. You know, I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Obviously, I was on the other side of that um, for the for the Dodgers at that time. Like, and don't you feel like they stole it from you? Like, beat me, you beat me, but yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I it's conflicting. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a lot of conflicting thoughts and emotions about it. Um, you know, I feel for the guys that on the Astros that may have been pushed into that too. You got to assume that some of the younger players that were coming up. Probably, you know, it's even even their star players were young guys, and you know, maybe not established enough to push back against a Carlos Beltran who's telling them to bang trash cans, and you know, it's tough. A, a guy like Alex Bregman, for instance, comes up and wants to, you know, be be the MVP of the league, and somebody's telling him he's got to he's got to take every pitch that's coming from the dugout, and and then he, you know, maybe he's a reluctant participant and. You know, feels bad about it, but you know everything snowballs and they start winning and and keep doing it, and then by the end, you know, you look like a cheater and you may not that may not have been your 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 goal on the outset. Um, but then also, you know, somebody should have probably stopped it. Right. It well, taken. somebody should have definitely stopped it. I mean, that's 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 a given. But 
you know, I I, I try to understand where a lot of guys how it could happen. But tough some position, right? It's a very tough position. Well, we hope that your health gets where you want it. Because the stuff is electric, man, and you could be the missing piece to a bullpen where if you and Kimbrel together, wow, pretty good. I hope so. You know, it's it's uh, it's been a struggle, but uh, you know, still here, still working hard, and you know, hopefully we can get to that point. Because you always want another summer in the sun. Yeah. Because when it goes away, it's gone. Yeah, I'm I'm well aware. I've been uh, aware of that for a little while now. I'm trying to spend you know a lot of time just kind of hanging out and and in the dugout during the games when we don't have to be just kind of knowing that you know anytime it could probably stop enjoy god yeah, bless yeah. thank you thanks a lot there you go brandon morrow from the chicago cubs we'll take a time out we'll be right back